just about get started here. Dropping that puck. Stanley Cup final. Vegas. It's a major. You're right over there. We're in a major. <laughs> it's a major week, guys. Yeah, thank God. I need it. I need something to look forward to this weekend. I also need Vlad to get off his ASS. I need a single. They're getting lit up tonight, though. Yeah, they are. 8 1. I'm glad I didn't Scherzer go with Vlad after all. I thought about no, it, and we'll then I said right. I we'll trust him. He's one for two with the single. Uh, I know. We're going to get home, but I don't, I don't want to sweat. All we need is Matt sweat. Chapman. Oh. Everybody else has gotten a hit in my hit parlay at plus 250. That's all you need is Chapman? Yep, all I need is Chapman. Hmm. Mm. Nice little start. Yeah. Nice little start to the night. Yeah, I'm excited for golf this weekend. Mm-hmm. Hopefully we get some good weather. Maybe watch a little golf outside by the pool. We'll see. Who knows? Wait, you have a TV at the pool? They just put one up there, yeah. What? Oh, that's great. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's luxe. Yeah. That's it's, the it's, best. It's nice. The only problem is, like, I haven't had hot water in my apartment for, like, two days. No. Oh, man. Cold showers for you, huh? We no, have, he's been dr- we probably showering at the gym. Yeah. That's yeah. What I, yeah. Today, I just didn't even. Sorry, guys. I nice. wonder what that's Yeah, I was wondering. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's my bad. It was... <laughs> It was just chest day, start, so I wasn't moving around too much. I'm going to start not showering after the gym. That. I'm fine with that. I'm planning you know? on going on a 20-mile-an-hour or 20-mile 20 20-mile bike ride tomorrow. No, no, no. no. See, cardio, you got to shower at. <laughs> this is true. If this you're just picking up true. and dropping some heavy weights, you're good. You just shower after the show. You pick you know? things up and put them down. Yeah. 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 All right, we're going to have Jeff, uh, Jeff Feinberg jumping on with us in a minute. Got an early scoreless game here. Uh, no Kachuk. In, so, you know, no Kachuk. So we're, all right, Jeff Feinberg's ready to go. Bring him on now. Mayo Media odds checker. Jeff, uh, let, let's start, though, with the Canadian Open. The Nick Taylor win, the tackle afterwards, and that, what would you think of what you saw there? Uh, that was truly incredible. It was a Canadian heritage moment in many respects. Um, I can humble brag for a moment. I'm a member of that golf course. Wow. It was a great sense of pride. If you follow my feet all week, I took advantage of the entire property like it was my own. Um, <laughs> and I was out there today and tried to hit that pot as they let us back out there. But in what was supposed to be just a, a great memory for the club, someone was going to win. There'd be a picture in our clubhouse, I'm sure, forever. Ended up being literally a historic Canadian sporting moment. So a great sense of pride for myself personally both for club and country even though it came at the expense of myself as a Tommy Fleetwood super fan it was just an incredible Sunday yeah and Fleetwood had a great tournament too so it couldn't have been better it was almost like it was scripted just simply for you like the Lord himself Jeff (laughs) had came down and made a storybook for you especially after the weekend before where you hit your outright that you absolutely needed at what was the what was the price that you got that at I had a victor at 28 to 1, and then Saturday morning I, I caught a, a nice big live number as well on a monster. Um, unfortunately, the books like to cut, cut your legs out from under you these days, but it will still take it. Yeah, he's been, I think he's been uh, just like disqualified from betting for a couple of months ever since <laughs> that hit. So uh, I'm interested in your thoughts on uh, LACC. I've played it a bunch uh, when I lived in LA, just a monster of a track. I think I saw you tweet that you had somehow, like, we're like, wow, I forgot that it was even Bermuda out there. How is it possible? How are you handicapping just this course, the fact that none of these guys have played it since the new sort of remodel and course conditions? So it's an incredibly fascinating course. And, like, the golf nerd in me, bets aside, like, just can't wait to just, you know, get just fully enthralled in the history of it and all those and what many people would find like boring features but everything about it 
just it's like nothing I've ever seen before. I have to be perfectly honest. And I had that reaction when we looked at Chambers Bay a few years ago. And I'm not comparing the courses, but my reaction to seeing it really for the first time was like, I have never seen a place like this before. And my fascination is off the charts. What are you doing this week uh, with outrights? I uh, saw on Twitter you like Cam Smith as well. 33 to 1 you got. I saw 30 to 1 earlier today. Mm-hmm. Uh, what other outrights do you like this weekend? Yeah, so I came into the week with a Finau future at 40, which still seems like it's available, and the Victor future, which I played every major. So let's cash one, but we feel good after Memorial. And this week I didn't really know what to do. Rom was my decision at the top, and I fell in love with, with Cam Smith. Um, his form, that ninth place at the PGA Championship, seems like he's kind of right where he wanted. And I even look at that in a smaller sample. If you remember at the Masters, he almost self-admitted, I haven't picked up a golf club. I didn't practice. I won the players and the Open last year. I got paid all that live money. I enjoyed life. Like, he almost owned that at his Masters press conference. So, in my mind, his golf season didn't even start till April. I think he's in a great place. His last last handful of live events he's showing for him. If this place just turns into this random, I don't, I don't even know, but just... You know, you need those amazing par saves, all that it comes. Once we're off the tee box, and I'm not trying to diminish the tee box, but once we are off the tee box, to me, Cameron Smith is as good as any player in the field. Hopefully these wider fairways allow him a little more leeway. Uh, I am smitten with Cam Smith this week. What about some guys who are either fading or just staying away from? So I am fading Max Homa. That could be dangerous. Everyone I know has a 50-to-1 future from from forever ago. I was silly enough not to make it, but I'm just not here for this. He he has a a pretty horrible major track record in general, and it's a home game. And that brings a lot. And there are a lot of distractions. And people like to to mention this Colin Morikawa-Harding Park PGA Championship home game. Whoa, 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 stop the clock. That was during COVID. There were no galleries there. That, like, guy that bullied you in the 11th grade isn't going to be on the, at the green. You're not going to see him. That old girlfriend or something, like, nothing is going to distract you in that situation. Colin Morikawa got all the benefits of a home game without any of the neg- negativity that a home game can bring. I don't like this spot for, for Max Homa. It's a fade for me, and as well as Pat Cantley. The number is sweet, friends, but... Who wins their first major under 20 to 1? Since I started capping golf, it's, it's like world number one. It's J- Dustin Johnson. It's Jason Day. It's John Rahm. I just don't really want to ask. It's the ask is too big now for a guy that's never gone into Sunday within five strokes of a lead at a major. If he does it, it'll be without me, but those are my fates. We have uh, Pam Maldonado on, Jeff, every now and again, uh, once a week usually, and she's been hyping up Terrell Hatton pretty much all year. She's been raking it in. He has six straight top 20s, uh, mainly just being great on the final day. He's 11th in last round scoring. He's plus 120 for top 20. Uh, What do you think there? I I love Terrell Hatton, and there were 60s like a week ago. I stared at them. I should have bet them. Now it just feels too short. Now he's kind of in a place I don't want to be. But for the top 20, it makes sense. I will say this, Trista. This course, it seems like, of anything, you're going to have to keep your composure, right? Like, you're going to have to – bad things are going to happen to you, and you've got to just be able to, like, smile and keep on keeping on, like I hope a Finau or Hovland can. Terrell Hatton can carry that. Like, he can. He's shown an ability to do it. 
But just last week, the course was pretty easy. But there was a three, a four-hole stretch that every hole played over par, and it got the worst of everyone three through six. And I watched Hatton like play that low set of holes three under on Sunday. So it almost seems like when things are more difficult, he'll rise to it. I'm a huge Hatton fan. If he does it, I'd be thrilled. I'm in on the top 20, but I'm a little cautious with the, how short the outright number has gotten. What are your thoughts on Bryson this weekend? You know, you had him uh, first-round leader, 75-1 to 1 at the PGA Championship. What do you think he looks like this weekend? I mean, he, he looks almost like his old self. And as he has kind of commented, he has certainly slimmed down. If this becomes a course where you just got to nuke it out there, um, if he has the confidence with the putter, I expect him to be incredibly... I expect him to be incredibly dangerous. Another player that there were huge future numbers out there not too long ago. I kind of poo-pooed them, and and now I kind of regret it. But if it's going to be a bomb and gouge showcase, then, yeah, Bryson. And people have made a wing foot comp. The weird thing about this place, and maybe I'm asking Trista a question, like, it's hard to find any course comp. So I don't really know what anyone's going with. I don't, I mean, other than a U.S. Open and ability to, with huge fairways, but I, I don't know. But I like Bryson this week. Yeah, and it's a lot longer. I mean, I guess, like, you're talking about a, a grass that's even a slightly similar would be the Kikuyu at Riviera, but it's just such a different course because Riviera is so much shorter. Uh, I'm curious, though. There's so much love, Jeff, like so much love on Brooks Kepka. Obviously, Majors is where he shines. Bermuda is his surface. Um, but, listen, like, I don't think we've had somebody win – uh, a major after winning a major since what? Like, I think since not not a ton. I think only three players have won the PGA and then the U.S. Open in the same year, uh, Brooks Kepka being one. Like, what do you think about just his stock for this tournament? I mean, like, there were the big 40-to-1s out there for the Masters. Those became 20-to-1s at the U.S. Open. And now it's just so short where I, I don't Maybe it's a mistake for me to say I'd prefer John Rahm. But historically, Brooks Kepka like, never enjoyed playing PGA Tour events in California. He played the majors there and played quite well. Pebble Beach, he just lost to Woodland. Harding Park, he went off late. But he almost acknowledged the only reason he would play Riviera is because it came with an invitation from Tiger Woods. It's dangerous to say you're fading Brooks Koepka, and I'm not doing that, but he's just a, a total stay away. Now it's almost like not worth the squeeze with the price, although he's the ultimate winner. And if he wins, it's just like this game is too easy. Wow, what are your thoughts on the Scotty Scheffler love? I hate the number seven to one, and I hate his putter, obviously, but he's playing well. What do you think about Scotty Scheffler this weekend? Yeah, so I mean, Scotty Scheffler, Tita Green is better than elite Tiger Woods, and I almost convinced myself to bet him last night because I'm like, I get prime Tiger Woods, Tita Green at plus seven fifty. That is, you know, maybe value. But in the end, I'm not willing. I'd rather watch Scotty win, such a great guy, a lovely All-American story, than lose my entire bank clip for the week on him missing those putts. If that makes any sense. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Talking to Jeff Feinberg, BetMGM tonight. Hey, this isn't really like a betting question. I mean, I guess it could be. But look, the, the Live PGA thing is still hanging over everything and everybody. And guys are getting asked about it. And I'm sure there's going to be plenty more questions before the, the tournament starts. Do you think that that has an effect on... Uh, any of them, a couple of them, whether it's frustration or a distraction or the question, or is that going to be something like once they're on the course, you don't see anybody really having that on their mind in any way? Yeah, I wouldn't really expect it to to um, impact, but I would say guys, 
you know, I'm in on John Rahm, but it seems like he's thinking about a lot of things right now. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of bothersome. I would say it's probably a bigger advantage for the live guys who for once might come into one of these events and not sort of like, it seems like anyone that was really negative towards it, like has purposely tried to dial it back, seeing what the future might be. So it almost seems like Dave had an easier go this week from my perspective. You're the Rory Whisperer, Jeff. Uh, everybody says so. Uh, if you were to guess, two, actually a two-part question, if you were to guess how Rory does, what would you say? And then what do you think the winning, uh, winning score is? I'm going to take the uh, cop out and say, like, minus six, minus seven. That's and that's too. just sort of copying what I've seen some people on the grounds talking to the caddies um, saying. And there always seem to be the ones who know. I thought last week in my club they'd get to under minus 20, but the caddies were telling me like 16 to 18, and it ended up on 17. So the caddies are always the whisperer on that sort of thing, and they're saying six under. Rory, honestly, I, I think I'm expecting exactly what we've been getting. I think he'll play great. I think he'll be there in the end, and I think he'll have a Rory Sunday, which isn't uh, of the good kind lately, unfortunately. <laughs> like I, That's what, what I'm fully expecting. All right, we got about a minute here. Give us the longest odds, the biggest underdog that you think is at least maybe worth a sprinkle in this, just for the hell of it. <laughs> okay, for me, uh, this could come with uh, some, some bite back, but it's uh, the Canadian, Corey Connors, who has just uh, been fantastic at elevated events. He's shown up at even... Uh, you know, that PGA Championship with that heartbreak late on the Saturday. Um, if it's a long-demanding golf course, he oh, his ball striking will just always have him in a place. And I'm silly enough to believe that a lot of these guys learn from the close calls when they come up short. There he is, Jeff Feinberg. Always good to talk to you. Thanks for coming on. Have a great week. Got to have at least one or two. Right, you got to at least yeah. have one or two I sprinkles love here. Jeff come on, Feinberg. Yeah. Same, same. Yeah.